Welcome to Abiding in Christ. Acts 17.28 says, In Christ we live and move and have our being. This program is designed to instill in you that all your needs are met when you put Jesus Christ first in your life. Listen now to the Holy Spirit as a Bible teacher and host, Leisha Cantrell, reveals the Word of God. The Prayer of Agreement. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Matthew eighteen nineteen. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Those are two separate entities that resonate with each other. If two of you shall agree, and this is the prayer in marriage is that you have to agree on things to stay together and that God uh, is there in the midst to make things work if you're, if you're a Christian. So that's why you don't want to marry an unbeliever. You shouldn't date an unbeliever. You should leave that completely off the table because you should be seeking God's will. And if it is his will at all for you to marry or, or when and to whom, and so God is there for any two or three that are gathered together. So these verses are interactive and yet different. Also that um, any family occasion, if you can get into agreement, now the parents are going to have authority in that situation. However, you want the family to get an agreement so that... Um, they don't just feel that it's rules and regulations, but something that will develop character to the extent that they will understand. And with uh, children, that's not typically uh, too far. Um, it is most of the time having to train them, but to always try to give them as much understanding that will shape character. The spirit helps us in our weakness. And so in any, even by ourselves, to get in agreement with God's word takes the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's significant that where two or even three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. He's not limiting it to the two or to the three, but saying even if, it, if, it's, um, if it's a prayer of agreement, it's always going to involve one other person. And this is the go-to verse for marriage. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray. And this is uh, very comforting when you have an issue to deal with, whether it's in a relationship or something else, um, and, you, and you just feel helpless. It's because you don't know how to pray or what you ought to pray. And that's what always kind of inhibits us in the concept of let's pray about this. I don't even know what to pray for. Um, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express, not parallel to us. The Holy Spirit works within us. He, he energizes within us. He has hidden inner influences working in us to bring us, drawing us to the will of God uh, and so that we can pray according to God's will and receive what we pray for. And he who searches our hearts, God himself, the Father and the Son knows what's the mind of the Spirit. So we have an intercessor there. He doesn't pray instead of us. He prays with us. 
So we always have to be involved, and he's drawing us into right concepts, into right perspective. He sifts our attitude. Um, sometimes if it's something major, for example, when Dodie Osteen was praying for the relief from metabolic cancer, metastatic cancer of the liver, she had two weeks to live. Her husband was a pastor, faith teacher, and they prayed the prayer of agreement first. As he is head of the house, they knelt down by the bed, and he claimed the victory in Christ according to Scripture. He took Scripture and claimed that for them because it is written to us as Christians. And so they pray the prayer of agreement. So then God had told Dodie that she would have to apply her faith to receive her healing. Two weeks left to live, so she's very far gone. 80 pounds. Looked like, I mean, she was, looked like jaundice, you know. I mean, people that have cancer don't exactly look like they've just been to the hairdresser. And so when she would be laying there and he's asleep at night, the family's asleep, and she would recall what the doctor would say. Two weeks to live, a tumor as big as a grapefruit. Um, the cancer of the liver where all the vital cleansing and everything is done, uh, a general source of blood flow. Um, and she was a nurse, so she knew, you know, what these things mean makes it more difficult the more you look at the natural fact uh, circumstances. And to then have to say, yes, but I believe God. I believe the Word. And so it's that spiritual matter there. And the more that you're in the Word, the more that the Holy Spirit can give you a quickening and awakening so that you do understand, that you do, you have a, a perception of what the Word says. And she did this and took several scriptures, about 42 and um, ones that she went over all the time, or, and um, a core of about 24, and, and quoted these daily. And that's what brought her a healing. Yes, she did recover from metastatic cancer of the liver. And it was within nine months. It did take nine months. But God works with us according to our faith because once we go through something like that, our relationship with God, our rest in Him, the joy of the Spirit, our strength in the Lord is worth um, proceeding. And so the Word of God really does work in our lives. I told you of Derek Prince who um, was a philosopher, a, a teacher in a famous college in Britain, and when he could, when he got drafted and went away uh, to the desert, um, he took a Bible because he couldn't take his library, and he thought, well, I haven't read the Bible, and as a philosopher, I, I should know what it says, you know, it's, and so he took a Bible, 66 books, he thought, and, and, um, continued his very carnal, lustful ways, the corruption of the flesh, the deprivation, the depravement um, of giving into every lust of the flesh in terms of with no um, control by the Holy Spirit, no direction, no love, no spiritual. So f without the spiritual, it was a lust, one night stands, um, carousing, drinking, totally just, you know, in into the 
lust of the flesh. And then he would come back to the barracks and read the Bible, which baffled the um, other soldiers there uh, of what was going on with him. Uh, because it is apparent to people that something about the spiritual, something about the Bible makes people different. And in his case, it was because the Bible began to read him, as he put it. And as he read it, he thought he would read the Bible, but he began to get a reflection of himself. He began to get an awakening. He saw principles. He saw um, the way God sees things. He saw God. Although initially, that's not what he identified as the matter, but it was what was happening. Uh, so eventually he wanted to pray and could not because it's a spiritual matter. So when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he energized within him with those hidden inner influences, and he began to awaken spiritually and could pray and became a born-again Christian. And so we see the same principle applied in someone who had metastatic cancer of the liver. And in order to take that, it's like getting reborn because it's, it's, it's using your faith. It's activating your spiritual faculties. It is spiritual warfare. And so the Holy Spirit is essential. This is not something you can do by yourself. And she had to take the Word of God to have the specific prayers on health. Um, and some that apply to, to uh, tran, you know, transcending uh, the curse, that kind of thing. So here we see to even be born again, it's the same thing as getting a healing from metastatic cancer of the liver. Uh, there's that awakening. So we have an initial uh, awakening with God in the Christian life, and then we go forward uh, to have that application in life. So it, when we are... We have the new birth, we're born, we're translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the spiritual gifts of the Spirit, um, piety. We're beginning to operate in a whole different—that's who you are. Um, and it is something that must be stoked. People um, know people by the way they look, etc., but— Things in our life are that way because of either our relationship with God or lack of it. So this is what God is giving us through the scriptures and through the Holy Spirit, which is the substitute because of the substitutionary work of Christ, the atonement. He has opened the door again, and we are joint heirs with Christ. We have all of this because we are joint heirs. He's our kinsman. Redeemer, uh, Ruth and Boaz, a story in the Old Testament, Judaism, scriptures and ways and things um, that she was married to. Um, her mother-in-law was a Jew, and so her husband and every died, and the other um, everything just crumbled. And so they went back to Israel, and Boaz owned the the land, and he gave her um, ability to reap what was on the edges. That was a general way that they um, left um, unharvested around the edges so that people, the poor, could come in and, and be fed from that. So she was doing that eventually. Um, 
the, a relationship began to develop, and her mother-in-law told her to go to his feet when he was asleep and to pull back the, the blankets and to lay at his feet. And so that's a, an, you know, a way to come into marriage. And um, he said he would have to bargain for her with to find out if somebody else had charged to her ahead of him, if he had the right to do this as next. If there was a closer next of kin, he would not be able to do that. So he did um, come as her kinsman redeemer. He was able to marry her and to take her under his authority. And this is what Jesus has done for us. He's our kinsman redeemer. He could not just take us as we were. He had to go in and pay the price and bring us in and under his rule and his authority. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, uh, Romans 10, 17. And he has made the way for us through being our kinsman redeemer. So we stand on God's word and instead of looking at the storm, we look it in the face. And as Paul says in Acts 27, 25, I believe God as it shall be, even as it was told me. Grace and peace to you. Many people like to get a fast response for prayer requests. So I'm giving you my post office box number so that you can send a letter and make a prayer request or send a donation that way. Write to Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, P.O. Box 460512, Denver, Colorado, 80246. You may also listen to the programs again and download them, as well as find contact information on 670kltt.com on the weekday program guide. Click on Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, and you'll be right there at my website. Thank you for joining me weekly here at Abiding in Christ Ministries for Kingdom, Covenant, and Mediator.